0: If you have your Bibles tonight, I'm going to be preaching a sermon called God's Self-Portrait. I'm going to be using a number of different scriptures. I don't have one main one, but we're going to begin to look at this thought that God gave me, God's Self-Portrait. As you look up the word portrait, it says a portrait is an artwork that tells a person's life story. Artwork can be made on any material from painting on canvases to a piece or a performance art. And uh, so people paint portraits of people. As you look at these portraits, uh, they try to capture uh, the character of that person that they have painted. And I declare tonight that the Bible is God's self-portrait of himself. And the reason why God has to paint a portrait of himself is because no one has seen God. Amen. And so to get a true depiction of who he is, he had to paint a self-portrait. And that's what the Bible is. It's a word picture that draws a portrait of God. And God does this because man is always making counterfeit portraits of who God is trying to convince the world that this is what God looks like. The communist leader, Joseph Stalin, as he is uh, getting his uh, communist nation going, what they did, they would go to the grade school and they would have the teachers there do this uh, event with the kids. They would have two plants uh, and these little cups, they would take those plants, sit them on the windowsill in the classroom And they would say to the children, "Uh, this cup, God's going to take care of, and this cup, the state's going to take care of. So every day they would go in, the teacher would water the plant that the state is taking care of, and the other plant they would leave totally untouched. By the end of a couple weeks, that one plant that was left neglected died. And the message they told the children was, if you trust in a God that you cannot see, that's what will happen to you. If you let the state take care of you, you will flourish. So they painted a false portrait of God and this is why communist nations are people who have really no no concept of God because the picture of God is you can't trust Him because He'll let you die. That's a false portrait of God. Unsaved humanity has always painted a portrait of God that has not been very accurate. This is also seen in the New Testament. Matthew, chapter 25, verse 24. This is another basic Bible translation. And he who had had one talent came and said, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man getting in grain where you have not put seed and making profits for which you have done no work here's a man who's been given free uh this amount of money to him he hasn't worked 40 he hasn't earned it is simply given to him out of the goodness of the master's heart the man receives this and then his portrait of this of his master is you're a hard man you're unfair I couldn't trust you, and so I hid your money, and now here it is. Uh, You can't hold me accountable for losing anything, because I thought you were a hard, hard man. And so here's the master, gives him free money, and no strings attached, yet he paints the portrait of a master who is not worth trusting. Amen. And we can look at that and say, man, that that guy's crazy. The guy gave him a thousand talents and, you know, how could he look at him in that light? But think with me tonight, you and I are people who have been given the great gift of salvation, a free gift of salvation God has given us. And he says, here, this is yours. You can partake of this. All of the blessings that go along with that. But yet, there are people who will look at God and say he's harmed, he's unfair, He's I can't serve him. It's too difficult, even though he's given us this free gift of salvation. So man, throughout time and eternity, has always painted an inaccurate portrait of God. And God says, I've had enough of this, I'm gonna paint my own picture. Hallelujah. So God got all his brushes and his paint uh, and began to paint a portrait of who he really is. So because no one's seen God, God had to paint his own portrait. And we begin to see some of the brush strokes of God in Genesis chapter two, verses 15 through 17. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eatest of it, then thou surely shall die. Now many people focus on the last part, but the first part is a great portrait of God. The Bible says God creates this place called the Garden of Eden. And, you know, we really can't fathom what that looked like. I mean, we can look at the places around on earth today. There's some very beautiful scenic places you can look at on earth. And you look at it and say, my God, that's beautiful. But listen, this is a corrupt world. And what we see today cannot compare to what the Garden of Eden was. It was a pure place. There was nothing uh, 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 going wrong. Listen, in the Garden of Eden, there were no bugs eating the trees. Amen. There were no bugs uh, eating things up. It was a divine place, uh, beautiful, pristine, and God says, I'm going to take you, man. I'm going to put you in this. You can be a part of this. (laughs) That's the picture of God. His desire was for you and I to have this beautiful life. This beautiful place of existence. This realm of life that would bring pleasure and joy to us. This is the God we serve. He's painting a portrait of himself. Amen. You know, we live on planet Earth, if you didn't know that. There is no place in the universe that is like planet Earth. In the realm of the universe, planet Earth is the Garden of Eden. God put you and I on this ball called the Earth, uh, and it is a tremendous place. Uh, When you think about the universe, there is no other planet that man can survive on. Amen. You know, think about how much stuff man needs to try to live on the moon, amen? All of the stuff they gotta take with them, I mean, rocket ships full of equipment, uh, special things to help them breathe, uh, all this equipment, because Earth is God's Garden of Eden universe. He made this beautiful place, and he placed you and I in it because he's a God who wants us to have a blessed life, Amen. amen. So this portrait of God is he's a God who does beautiful things and then gives it to people. Think about your own life. The beautiful things that God has given you. He he created them and he says, I'm going to give this to you. That's the God that we serve. Doesn't sound like he's a bad God to me. How many know he could have created the Garden of Eden and said, you know what, put up a sign, keep out, no trespassing, no humans allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Keep out. I know you humans, I know how you you treat stuff, so you can't come in here. He didn't do that. He took men and put them right in the garden and said, listen, all this is yours. All this blessing belongs to you. So let's look deeper into the portrait and see another brush, a brush stroke in the portrait which I call God's compassion God's compassion many, many don't understand this word because we live in a world that lacks compassion <laughs> hallelujah but God's portrait of himself is I'm a God of compassion we see this in the book of Ezekiel Ezekiel is a prophet of God and God is speaking to Ezekiel concerning his nation And in Ezekiel chapter 16, verses five and six, he says this, None I pitied thee, to do thee any of these things, to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out of the open field to the loathing of thy person. And the day that thou wast born, and when I passed by thee, and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy own blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. And so he's talking to Ezekiel, and he uses the imagery of a woman giving birth and then not even caring for a child, just casting it out in the field. He says, that is how I found you. How I many know that's what sin does to us. Sin is is an incompassionate thing. This is a picture of how sin leaves us. Oh, we buy into sin. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so great. And we sign the contract and down the road, it abuses us. It abuses us. It casts us out into the field. It discards us. How many know that's what the world does to people today? They use and abuse and they cast you aside and they go on to the next and God is saying, That's how I found you. I for sin had left you ruined. And you were left out and no one had no one pitied you. You know we live in a world where there's very little pity. People look around and they just see people and just say man, you have time, there's no compassion. God is saying, I saw you in this condition. Sin will leave you dying in your own sin, amen. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And long before we die spiritually, uh, uh, physically we die spiritually, that was Adam's problem. Adam disobeyed, and God said, you're going to die, and Adam lives to about 900 years. Adam's probably thinking, hey, maybe God was wrong. No, but Adam began to die spiritually. He began to die internally. And so it is with all those who give their lives to sin. Little by little, it robs us of our life. Amen. And so God is saying, I saw you in this condition when everyone's passing you by and looking the other way that I can't be bothered with this life. There's nothing for me to benefit from that. I'm moving on to the next one. So just think about the place God rescued us from. Amen. When I think about the place that God rescued me from, think about the place that God rescued you from. What condition was your life in before the Spirit of God was able to break in and pull you out right before the devil was about to destroy your life? (laughs) Because that's what he was doing. He was getting you in a place where you were going to end it all. you were going to be a hopeless situation, but God saw you and He says, "I cannot leave you like that. That's the heart of compassion. It's the heart of compassion. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse three. That then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion on thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee this is a prophecy about Israel the Jewish people have gone through great trauma and much of it was linked to the fact that they rejected the word of God let me know when you reject the word of God you will meet trauma and so they had rejected that and they were scattered throughout the known world. Israel ceased to be a nation. They ceased to be a people. They ceased to even have a language. They were driven, amen, to all the four corners of the earth. But God is saying, I'm going to turn your captivity. Now think about this in the realm of compassion. Compassion. They did God wrong. They betrayed God. And the result of that is that they're scattered. And God could have said, you know what? I told you so. Uh, that you deserve what you're getting. I'll uh, see you later. Hope you make it. Have a nice life. He doesn't do that. He says, I'm going to cast you to regather. I'm going to rescue you from where your sin has taken you. That's Compassion. See, we live in a world where people say, hey, told you so. (laughs) Hope you survive. Hope you make it. God is saying, I'm going to turn your captivity. I'm going to change your situation. And a prophetic word to a nation that came to pass in in the 1940s, the Jewish heart began to long to go back to the Jewish homeland. There were Jews in Africa, Ethiopia, Russia, all over the world. And something stirred in them to go back to the homeland of Israel. And in 1948, Israel became a nation again because God had said, I'm going to have compassion on my people. Yes, you disobeyed. Yes, you did things your way. And the consequence was you wound up a captive. But I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to let you rot away in captivity. I'm going to turn your captivity. See, our choice to disobey the word of God will always, always lead to bondage. Amen. Always lead to bondage. I'm speaking from experience. When we disobey God, we will always wind up a prisoner somewhere. Somewhere the enemy will cage us up, lock us in, and throw away the key. But God says, I'm going to turn your captivity. Hallelujah. This is the heart of God. This is the portrait of God tonight. See, because we can begin to form an opinion of God that He's not fair or He's not this or He's not that, and we're painting our own portrait. George Stalin said, we're gonna paint a portrait of God. He's a God of neglect. He's a God who doesn't care. He's a God who will not help you to survive. It's a false painting of God. Man is always trying to Photoshop God. to Make him look bad. But here's God saying, even though you're in captivity of your own doing, I'm going to help you. That's compassion tonight. That's the God that we serve. That's the God who's reaching out to you tonight. Because, you know, sometimes we don't fully understand the weight of our decisions and we make them. And then we wind up in captivity. And our thought, how did I wind up here? We don't understand how it happened. And God is always telling us, listen, this is what's going to happen. But he doesn't say, hey, I told you so. Doesn't rub our face in it, does he? He's a God of compassion. So when he saw the Jewish people being absolutely annihilated by those who hate them, God says, I will not let it reach a final end. I'm going to reach in and help them. And I don't know about you, but that's the God I serve tonight. Because I make many decisions that brought me to my own captivity, hallelujah, and in that place, my portrait of God, my own self-portrait of God was, uh, he's not helping me, I don't see evidence of him in my life, I've got to fix this on my own, but how do we know that's a deception? That's the picture that the devil paints. Here's a picture of your God, a God who doesn't care. He doesn't hear. He's not even watching you. Look at the condition of your life. Of course, he's not real. But see, the word of God always paints an accurate portrait of God. God sees your captivity. He sees the prison cell that we're locked in, in our spirit. Let's look at one more portrait brushstroke in the portrait of God and that is God's delivering power, God's delivering power. We have a knack for getting ourselves in problems. You know what the Bible calls the sheep? Because sheep yes sheep are nice and cuddly but they're very dumb. They just wander, they have no sense of direction. That's what they have a shepherd The shepherds always and so sheep wander and they get stuck in things Uh, all types of things happen to sheep because they're vulnerable but God is a good shepherd and even though the sheep gets himself into difficulty God has an answer for the sheep and that is I will bring deliverance Acts chapter 16 verse 26 and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. The apostle Paul had been in prison for the gospel. Peter was in prison for the gospel. Many believers in prison for the gospel. These men are locked up. And the devil is trying to paint a portrait of God to them. Your God has forgotten you. He's not caring about you. But the Bible says these interesting words. And I love this. It says, and suddenly. Suddenly. You know what that means? That means in the next moment, your situation can change. Suddenly. It doesn't have to be planned out. It's not on a schedule. God can move suddenly. And so here they are. They're locked in prison. And the Bible says that God sent an earthquake uh, and it shook the foundations of the prison. What is this talking about? This is talking about God will target the very foundation of your problem. Sometimes we try to deal with the symptom because we don't see the foundation of the problem. So the Bible says God sends this earthquake and it shakes the foundations of the prison or, In other words, it shakes the very thing that has you in captivity. See, I submit to you tonight, there are many people who are not in a physical jail this evening but they're in a spiritual jail. And the spiritual bars of a prison are a lot more difficult than the physical bars. So tonight in our lives, because we're sheep, and we've wandered, and we've wound up in a snare or trap, and those prison bars, those spiritual prison bars, have us locked in. And as we look through them, we can't really see the, the resolution to this. We can't see how this can ever change. But the Bible says suddenly. Suddenly. That's hopeful. Suddenly. Amen. See, but it's been this long. That's okay, suddenly. God can do something. So God sends this earthquake. And these men that thought their lives were over, it says that the doors opened and the bands were loosed. It's interesting, the devil is not just happy to lock you up, but he wants to chain you up too. They're locked in the cell, but they're also shackled. And in the spirit, people live this way. They're locked up in this place. But the Bible says suddenly. See, in my life, I was not in a physical cell, but I was locked up spiritually. Foundations in my life had had me captive, and I couldn't really see any way out of it. I just figured, you know what, this is the way my life is going to be, and I'm just going to have to make the best of this. But then suddenly, Christmas Day 1988, I went to church and God sent an earthquake and shook the foundation of the things that had me trapped. And he opened the doors and he loosed the bands that held me captive. That's the portrait of the God I serve tonight. See, I don't know what your portrait of God looks like. Maybe you, you the the portrait you've painted of God, uh, he's, he's kind of this, this holy ogre, you know. He, he's God, but he's got, you know, he's got this sinister look. See, what's your portrait of God look like tonight? The man who was given the, the free talent said, so, oh no, he's a hard God. He painted the portraits. What does what your portrait of God look like tonight? See, God's too difficult. It's too hard to serve him. Oh, really? That's what you're painting? God says, I'm going to paint my own portrait. Because I don't trust you to paint me. (laughs) Because you've got strange ideas about me. I'm going to paint my own portrait. here's God, a God who shares his blessing, a God who has compassion, and a God who rescues us. That's the portrait of the God of the Bible. So I don't know what God, the devil's got you to look at. I don't know what portrait you're looking at on the wall, but I'm declaring to you tonight the portrait of the God of the Bible is a God of compassion, a God of mercy, and a God who rescues us. So the issue is, we're going to have to decide what portrait is a portrait of our God. Years ago, they had a TV show called To Tell the Truth. And on the show, they would have three guys, three people in the panel that were sitting there. And they would all have the same story. They would tell the story. And you had to figure out which one was the real person. And they would each tell part of the story. made it sound so real like it was them. And at the end of the show, the announcer would say, okay, will the real John Smith please stand up? And people will be waiting to see which one it really was. I thought it was this one. I thought it was that one. And then when the real John Smith stands up, people say, I had no idea that it was him. He didn't look the part. And see, this is the way people look at God. He doesn't look the part. Listen, I'm telling you tonight, the portrait of God is that he wants to help you. But if you paint your own portrait of God... And God has, well, he doesn't have, you know, the, the portrait you painted, he doesn't have two horns, he's got one horn. He's not all bad, he's got one horn. And uh, he's compassionate on uh, Tuesdays, but on Thursdays, don't, don't bother him, man. He's, he's kind of ugly. Is that a portrait of God? That I can't please God, that God can't help me, that God doesn't care? What kind of portrait do you have of God? Because that's the response you'll get from God. In the communist nation, those children, their portrait of God is, I can't trust God. He won't meet my need. Look, that flower died. Where's God? It's a false portrait. We can paint the same portrait. God, I asked God to help me, but he didn't help me. See, you're painting a portrait is not true. You have to begin to agree with God's portrait. God is saying, here I am. This is who I am. Will you receive me as I'm presenting myself to you, because that will determine what you get from God. The Bible says suddenly, suddenly. In other words, are you tired? I was tired, but suddenly God changed everything. He changed me. He set me free. And my portion of God that I tell people is I pay, listen, God is the God of compassion. He's more than fair. I didn't deserve what God gave me. Adam and Eve didn't earn the Garden of Eden. God said, I want to share this with you. Tonight God wants to share something good with you. It's a good gift for you. He wants to help you tonight. Suddenly God can change everything. And I believe that because that's what the Bible says this evening. Suddenly God. But it's all in how you view him. That's what will determine what you get from him. Amen. So God's self-portrait is one that he's merciful. He wants the best for you. He'll rescue you. He'll have compassion. The question is, will you receive those things? Will you say, God, my portrait was not right. I'm going to ball it up, throw it away. I'm going to hang the portrait that you painted in my life. You are now my God. And I believe everything you've said. And I'm going to trust you from here on out. If you and I will do that, I'm going to tell you something. The prison doors will open. The bans will be released. The restrictions. And we can begin to live a life that God intended for us. He put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Why? He wanted them to be blessed. That's why he put them there. That's why he gave them all of those things. He wanted the best for them. And somehow they were convinced, God's not fair. But I'm going to tell you tonight, God is fair. He loves us. He wants to help us. He wants to rescue us. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight for just a moment. We're gonna pray this evening. God's self-portrait. How do you see God? What's your portrait of him? Is he just a religious artifact? Is he just a theory or a concept? Or is he a real God? because that will determine what you get from him. See, God wants to shake the foundations of your prison tonight. He wants to open the doors that have restricted you. He wants to break off the bands that have hindered you. Question is, what do you want? Maybe tonight is time to change your portrait of God understand he has mercy, compassion and he wants to rescue you. Tonight be honest before God. What kind of portrait have you painted of God? painted a portrait of convenience where he's God today but he's not God tomorrow? Painted a portrait of a limited God where he can help me with this but he can't help me with that? No. Let's paint a real portrait of God. God can move suddenly. Well, our heads about our eyes are closed tonight in the house of God, you're here tonight. Maybe you see in my heart, God, you know what? I painted a wrong portrait of you. And tonight my heart is away from you. And the first word of business is first to get our hearts right with God. And you're here tonight and you say, you know what? I need to make a fresh commitment to Jesus. I need a new portrait in my life of my God. And I want to do that this evening. Lift your hand and put it right back down. Say, that's me. I need a miracle. My heart's away from God. I need to paint a new picture. My portrait of God is not accurate, but I want to make an accurate portrait tonight that I can receive the help that God has for my life. Hallelujah. See, we will get from God what we paint. And for years of my life, I painted a false portrait of God and I received the reward of that. No help, no deliverance, but that day I said, God, I'm gonna take you at your word. And he shook the foundations of my life. He opened the doors and he removed the shackles And he set me free. And that's what God wants to do for you tonight.